What's up, everyone? This is episode 257 of the Wax Museum podcast, where I talk about all things basketball cards from past to present to future. This is your host, Kyle. And as always, you guys can find me throughout the week on social media. My Instagram is at Wax Museum Podcast, and my X account is at Wax Museum PC. Okay, let's do things a little different today. Let's just jump right into the conversation. And joining me today is a man that needs no introduction on this show, but he's going to get one anyway, because that's what I do. You've heard a lot of Boston people on this show over the last couple of years, but this man will always be the official Northeast correspondent. And some of you might know him from social media as S. Halley 2003, or uh, another name today from Darren that I, I won't say here on the air. Others might simply refer to him as Showley, a version of the name I probably helped perpetuate over time. Steve, since I've already brought up the topic of, of Boston and how we say certain words or names, you're wearing your Patriots hoodie right now. What did you think of Mrs. Wax Museum's Boston accent from last week's mailbag? I just want to say, Kyle, you, without you knowing, you stole my thunder because I was going to call you out for all the Boston area collectors you've had on the show recently. But yeah, uh, Mrs. Wax Museum podcast, I know I messaged this to you. She crushed it. I've heard a lot of really bad attempts at this uh, Boston <laughs> accent, but she... She really had a little bit of a, a special twang to her Boston accent that I think she could have walked the streets of Harvard Yard and uh, fit in just nicely for, for a while, at least. She she crushed it. Okay, well, we did go there on our honeymoon, so uh, I, I didn't hear the fake accent come out then, but uh, good to know that it might be handy, maybe for a playoff game in the future. Who knows? Uh, I don't want to get a, ahead of myself here. All right. Well, I was looking at some of our recent mail days on social media and thinking about some of our recent DMs, and I realized that those more or less form the outline of what I want to talk to you about today. So I thought we'd try something new and let these purchases lead us from one topic to the next. Before we name specific cards, though, there was another recent exchange we had that might help put things into context for today and explain why we're chasing the specific cards we are. You messaged me with some thoughts about the current state of our favorite organizations, the teams I just named. Talk to me a little bit about where you were going with that and why it's important for what we're chatting about today. Yes, yeah, so I had messaged you, Kyle, just uh, reflecting on my own collection and my my fandom of the Celtics and knowing where you are at with the Pacers as a lifelong fan and kind of enjoying watching you pivot as you've got this team that has this new foundation, hopefully a long-term foundation for the first time in a while. And it was making me think that, you know, post Pierce and, and Garnett, we had some dark years. We had some sub 500 years in Boston. Then we went to what we called the Bridgies, which were fun teams, but we knew they weren't going to take us anywhere. They somehow made it to an Eastern Conference final by luck. But Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, Jared Sullinger, Kelly Olynyk, like fun teams to watch. But you just as a fan knew they weren't going to go anywhere. Um, and then we've come into this this core as Celtics fans of Horford and Tatum and Brown and Early on, when Jalen Brown first came to Celtics, I, I was all in on collecting him. This was a, a rookie that we just hadn't had in Boston since, honestly, Paul Pierce and before that, Reggie Lewis. Just this athletic two-way player that had a lot of potential, a lot of unknown, and I was picking up everything I could. And then we got Tatum, and I just couldn't afford Tatum. You know, golds were – I couldn't even look at golds, right? Um, and that, and that, that core has stayed together, and I've really pivoted to collecting up a few select cards of each player. Even I've moved most of my Jalen Brown stuff because I just had too much and I want to diversify and move. And I, I feel like watching you recently, and I'm, I'm saying this in a complimentary way, 
the way you're going after Halliburton remind me a lot of how I was going after Tatum and the, the way you maybe were going after some of the younger guys last couple of years is kind of how I went after Browns. Like, will this be the next rookie that will be here for five or 10 years? Mm-hmm. And now with Halliburton, you've got your Tatum, which you want that prism goal, but I can tell you, you ain't getting it. I, I told you, welcome to, to Optic Holland, right? Just get your silvers and enjoy them. So I see a parallel there. I thought it was just an eBay thing. A, a third copy sold for over $600 now of like a of a third or fourth year prism gold. I yeah. I've not seen this before. It's hard for me to grasp. Uh but you were right. You were completely right. Yeah. You you'll be able to get if you want um the, like if you find a cool insert, right? Whether it be like the prismatics or something like the golds of. I've been able to get a couple gold um and this may be hopefully where you're able to go before Panini leaves, but gold parallels like Spectre Prism Gold patches, game use patches of Tatum mm-hmm. have been fractions of what a, a base gold would go for so hopefully you know if panini can keep making some good stuff you'll, you'll find your halliburton gold before before they leave our space yeah the relics are still really expensive but i know they have at least two jerseys and oh. seeing as his nike swoosh in immaculate is numbered to three i think they might actually have a third because i've never seen them mix teams on the nike swoosh print run that doesn't mean they won't now but I've never seen them do that before. And, and usually the past is a good indicator of, of what they're going to do moving forward. Uh, now, another thing that I've really wrestled with is this whole rookie card thing, because um, and, and you didn't quite deal with this because your rookies were drafted, but a lot of the Pacers rookies were not. So I, I'm looking at college stuff. I'm looking at stuff from other teams. I almost bought a Jordan Nora card the other day and then he got traded and I came to my senses. So I'm realizing I, I'm going to be very selective with that. Obviously, Halliburton, I feel pretty safe picking that stuff up. But uh, it's been an interesting journey there. And especially since this hobby largely revolves around rookies, uh, rookies and stars. And I just so happened to purchase what I feel is an important rookie card this week. Granted, it's someone from the past, someone that's been on the show before. And it's loosely part of the lineage that leads us to the Wimby next day insert that people have been talking about. So, and I actually haven't showed you this card yet, but I purchased a 2004, 2005 tops rookie photo shoot auto of David Harrison. Ooh, nice Do grab. you have any Celtics from the whole photo shoot era? Did you ever I, get into that? I do not. I've, I've kept them on some of my search, my save searches. I wasn't actively collecting during that time frame, So they are, I wouldn't say they're white wheels, but they don't pop up all that often. And when mm-hmm. they do, they're usually priced a little higher than I would want for my own personal collecting as far as a, a player from that time frame for the Celtics. Yeah, and I actually still need the Danny Granger. And I figure the next time that shows up, it's going to be ridiculous because yeah. some of Danny's stuff has has definitely spiked. Uh, a lot of people feeling nostalgic, which um, is kind of surprising. I never predicted that for Danny cards, but here we are. But uh, anyway, a little more info on the photo shoot stuff for people that maybe haven't been in the collecting space so long. It used to be that right after the players were drafted, they actually flew them to New York for a rookie photo shoot where multiple manufacturers were represented. This was, of, of course, um, the pre-Panini era. And it was here that they took a ton of photos. They wore a bunch of jerseys. And they helped create a lot of the different stuff that manufacturers would use throughout the season. I know Upper Deck even had the players wear Santa hats one year. And this was a multi-day event. So on the first day, players posed for pictures. And then the next day, they already had these cards printed up and ready for them to sign. So there was 
uh, you know, it, it, it seems like a fairly significant card because it's their first autographs after they were drafted. Um, and then Upper Deck even started their own version of that in 2007. But Tops had been doing it for at least five years before that. So this David Harrison card was limited, at least the pack pulled version with the sticker on the back was limited to 55 copies. And then the players were given their own versions as well. Steve, um, you said that you never really got into those. Maybe you got into, did you get any of the upper deck knockoffs or anything related to that? Or I really did. I, I watched the tops ones. I, I'm, I'm, I do keep an eye on those, but like I said, I've never picked them up. If any of the player personal copies popped up, I'd probably go a little bit harder if, after that, just because it's such a cool story behind those. Uh, but I really didn't get into them, Kyle, until Panini started doing them through Donners with the next day autos and, uh, there was a, a time where I was going after every Celtics rookie uh, through the Panini era for the next days. You know, the next day stuff is funny because um, we've had some of these personal editions pop up over the years, which were the ones that were given to the players. And I think Tom talked about that with me on episode yep. 87 when he came on the show. So uh, Panini, like you alluded to there, basically took over that whole concept at the photo shoot, they had these next day autographs. Well, with the tops photo shoot ones, it used to be if you had one without a sticker, it was shunned. Nobody wanted those because those were not the pack pulled copies. And gotcha. now it's kind of this role reversal where it's like, oh, that's the player issued copy. You know, I want that. That's really cool. It's just interesting how that's kind of changed over time. And I can't pinpoint an exact year that's happened, but I would say it's probably in the last, um, probably no earlier than 2018. And yeah, I'd agree with that. So now, like I said, Panini kind of took on this photo shoot thing here. And uh, well, then, of course, 2020 rolled around and things changed. The photo shoot, as we knew it was canceled, Panini eventually, they brought back the next day autos in 2021, but then they were using the non-associated relics. So it, it wasn't like they were having them try on all the jerseys. The yep. photo shoot is not anywhere close to what it used to be, but um, they still have that next day auto, even though, like I said, I don't think it actually is signed the next day because we've seen redemptions in the product now. So that tells me uh, it's not quite what they intended. So now we got this new next day insert that people are talking about. Have you seen that card? I'm sure I'm, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it on social media. What do you think of that? I, I've seen it. My first thought when, so the first time I saw it was you posted it to one of our group chats. And I, I said, like, I just hope it was an overseas picture. I hoped it had just made into a pack by mistake. And it was just a mock-up that Panini had done. And they just couldn't change the printing print run of the whole set. So they just had that one put in. They were going to destroy it. But no, they've, uh, they're trying to pull back some designs that were used in previous football and our basketball releases that were poor back then. And they're just recycling them now just to put more Wemby's in and quote-unquote chase cards of Wemby. And uh, it looks hideous. It further takes away, honestly, it further takes away from the next day auto set. And I stopped chasing it at, around the pandemic when they got rid of the rookie photo shoot because that was like content creation. I thought that was significant. And now it's just another signed card. And I think this further diminishes the the name next day auto as far as a set. Um, and it just, I, I get why they're doing it. But just because it was a mistake was made once by a manufacturer years ago doesn't mean you need to recreate that mistake and do it again. So I think they've doubled down on a, a bad decision. Yeah, I um, did not chase the Matherin and I didn't chase the the Nimhard just because I didn't feel like they were actual next day autos, kind of yeah. like you talked about there. This isn't the first time we've seen exclusives with these kind of autographs. So um, back when Tops and Upper Deck had their versions 
if there was an athlete that had an exclusive, they just didn't put them in the set. Like right. you don't see LeBron tops photo shoot autographs. And and I've heard of different ones being maybe manufactured and, and passed around to players, but you never saw those in packs. So Panini went with this no autograph thing that we've seen in old football sets or whatever. I have to be honest. I, you, you saw through it. You see that. Yes, it is. So they can have more hits. I think it's kind of smart on their part. And you know what? I kind of like it. I don't know if you expected me to go this route, but no. I, I, all I'm thinking, I'm going to cut you off on. Per- I wish people could see the bleep eating grin that you have on your face right now as you start talking about this. You know, I, I'm in this whole You're new enamored. era. Yeah, I'm I'm collecting shiny cards. I bought two shiny one ones this week, by the way. Uh, I'm now I want autographs that are non-autoed. Uh, I, it's a whole different era for me, Steve. And uh, I, I don't know. You know, it, it's got this feeling of continuity to it, like. It, granted, I'm not going to pay the $90 asking price for Jairus Walker, but if I saw Jairus Walker for $15, you know, I might buy it. It helps me narrate this weird time in the hobby. Now, would I pay $15 on any other Jairus Walker insert? No. So maybe I, I've fallen for Panini's whole trick here. They're, they're winning, but hey, if you're having fun, that's what it's all about. And when you do finally over, you say you'll get one for 15, that means you're absolutely going to buy one for 25. And then I'll, I'll probably make fun of it for a little bit. But as long as you like it, that's all that matters. There's a good chance, but I hope it shows up on ComC because I've got some ComC credit. And that's as good a time as any to remind listeners that this show is brought to you in part by ComC.com, your home for buying, selling, and flipping all the hottest trading cards. Their consignment marketplace is home to over 33 million cards from basketball's biggest stars like LeBron James and Kevin Durant to Marvel favorites like Spider-Man, Thor, and Captain America. ComC has something for every type of collector. Visit ComC.com today to build your collection with your favorite cards. Steve, do I have the right Marvel characters in there? I'm, I'm not yeah, a, uh, much of a gaming. All right. So, uh, yeah, I try to represent uh, the ones that I think were big there, but... Uh, yeah, you never know. All right, so we talked about the no autograph autograph inserts, and I'm okay with those. However, and, and this will kind of go contradictory to my whole continuity take, I will draw the line at non-associated relics. And we've got to give a shout out to our friend, the gold binder king, Ryan, Mind Cycle Cards. Uh, I don't know if he shared this publicly, so sorry, Ryan, but he broke down and purchased a, a recent NTRPA. Steve, I can't do it. First off, no. do we have any words for Ryan? And, and then what are your thoughts on this whole non-associated era? Are you holding strong? I'm holding strong. I haven't, I haven't bought anything. I won't buy anything. I, I, there was even a time when if I could get you know one of the ugly Hoops Christmas sweaters that they wore for those photos, I would just get one of a Celtics rookie just because I thought they were funny. I mean, when I say get one, like if they were two or five dollars on, on right, console, I have but, a Goga one, but there's a yeah. picture of him wearing it on wearing the, card. the sweater at the photo right. shoot. Yep, yeah, um, I have not. It actually has pushed me more towards appreciating the flawless stuff. Like I paid up more than I I paid more for a Peyton Pritchard uh, flawless RPA than I think I would have to pay for a Rajon Rondo exquisite RPA. Now neither of them are super expensive, but um, it's made me appreciate the few actual rookie game worn stuff that we have available even more because they're not this unassociated stuff. I just can't do. So Ryan, I'm glad you. Lo- I'll say the same thing I said to Kyle. I'll probably make fun of it, but I'm glad you enjoy it. So you keep collecting the way you want to. But it's it's not it's not for me. And this is from someone that has an unhealthy horde of 
photo shoot event worn RPAs, right? So I, I people would judge me for that. So I'm trying not to judge others, but the non-associated stuff is not for me. Yeah, I had another collector reach out to me recently and I, I won't out him here, but he basically said, you know, I'm realizing some of the player worn stuff had some significance to it. And I I said, yeah, I've been trying to tell you that for years is that, you know, if if, if you like the history of that photo shoot, then that's when all that stuff happens. Now, granted, they just wear, they used to wear tons and tons of jerseys, yeah. but it was at least player worn at a significant event. Not so much now, even the leaf stuff I'm sure was just, you know, touched on at their kitchen table or something, but that's the best we've got. All right. Now, fortunately the veteran stuff is still game worn with a handful of exceptions, of course. And you received a nice noir relic this week. Not only was it game-worn, but it checked a lot of other boxes as well. Can you tell me a little bit about that one? Yeah, it's it's a set that's become pretty popular over the last, you know, several months. It's Noir Game Nights. It's from, I, honestly, this, I don't know if it's 21, 22, 22, 20. I, I don't know the release schedule anymore, so that's my own ignorance. Uh, but it's the most recent release of Noir. It's Jalen Brown. It's a prime version out of 25, so it's a stitch patch. Um, and it's game-dated, so the patch is from the date on the card as is the photo. So it's a photo of him. I can't say wearing the Jersey cause they might switch at halftime, whatever, but it's a, a photo from the game that the patch is from with the date of the game. Um, just kind of clicks a lot of boxes for me as far as significance of a relic. Um, and there's even some of the set of people aren't familiar with it. LeBron, Kawhi, maybe a few others are even finals mm-hmm. game one. So there's some, uh, a lot of the players are just from early on in the 2021 season, I believe. Uh, but there are some more significant patches in there as well. And the checklist is is pretty stellar as far as, you know, current stars, impact players in the league. Uh, so definitely a, a nice, nice set that for Panini to put out. Yeah. And uh, one thing I like is that, you know, you can see the game photos. It's not like some of the innovation stuff where it's entirely cropped. And like you said, there's we don't see Dion Waiters. We don't see those kind of players in the checklist. It's LaMelo Ball. It's Anthony Davis. It's Jalen Brown. It's um, LeBron. It's Clay. Some of those guys that you mentioned. Yeah. So very kudos to Panini for that one. They did that one right. Uh, we just need to get Halliburton in one of those sets here in the near future. So I can watch other people buy them and complain to you about how much they cost. So game dated to me is ideal. That's like, you know, tier one to me. And, and a close second, maybe one uh, B is a relic where you can easily identify where it came from or almost identify where it came from. And which leads me into another one of the cards I received this week, which I believe I showed you a picture of this weekend, but it was a 2013, 2014 Panini gold standard bullion brand tag of George Hill numbered one of two. And um, the laundry tag, as I ask you your opinion on it, it's either a slash and a four or a 14 and then the year 2012. So I'm kind of figuring out. I I don't remember. What did did you finally decide on that one? Show me the other evidence you showed me, which I won't. I'm assuming we'll probably end up in a video at some point, so I won't I won't ruin that that for you. But I'm going with it's a 14 slash 12 as opposed to slash 412. And and what Kyle's referencing is the this part of the tag. Um, the team manager wrote the date on it, so trying to figure out exactly when the date's from. And you're missing what would be the month, ideally. So just trying to tie that down. But it looks like 14 slash 12, so the 14th day of a month in 2012. 
Yeah, and I did try the flashlight uh, trick on it, which does not work on tags because I don't think they ever had the adhesive on the tag pieces. Um, as far as I can see, they just unhook those, and I don't know. They they don't. It doesn't have the backing with the six digit numbers yeah. on it. So, and the flashlight actually won't go through it because it's too thick of a material. It's not porous like the mesh. But uh, I did show you, and and I probably will make a video on it here in the future. I know Panini has the December 14th, 2012 jersey from a game against the Sixers because that's in one of the stat line cards. So uh, I think that's where it came from. I, I like having a, a good educated guess, but it still bothers me because I want to know 100%. And for, for people that don't know much about the part of the tag, per NBA dress code, that part of the jersey should be tucked into the shorts most of the time. So it's not even like you can just hop on Getty Images and look at the font. It'd be maybe if he's at like the free throw line or something, you might get an image, but the chance of seeing the tag cleanly in a, in a photo is going to be very slim. So you're going to have to do some real sleuthing here to really tie it down if you can. Yeah, there are some players like Roy Hibbert, his jersey would come untucked a lot. But even in pictures where I've looked for Hibbert tags, it's it's just so hard to get a good high res yeah. picture of that actual tag. So um, that's that's kind of tricky. I need to see someday if I can get the Pacers equipment manager on. Not I mean, not necessarily. He's obviously not going to have that answer, but I want to know more about the relationship and and how all of the Jersey transactions take place. Now, I failed to mention that this was part of my most recent shipment of overseas mail. And I believe you landed a pretty special relic from overseas this week as well. One that you could also, I'm thinking narrow down to a number of games. I haven't tried it yet with yours. Uh, mine was numbered one out of two, but yours was a one of one. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about that one. Yeah. So this one came, this wasn't from card hobby, but it was, I did say it, it was from overseas. It took a while to get here, but it was um, an eBay, eBay auction. And it is a Jay Crowder Frankenstein card. So it's a national treasures sun card, but it has a patch of a uh, Celtic shorts, very specific set of shorts that they wore during the 2017 uh, St. Patrick's day game. So it's a alternative short with a, a gold sort of, I don't know, siding pan, side panel to the shorts and then a green shamrock. And I've, I've hoarded that. I've got 10 of the uh, out of 25 copies in the one one So, and they're all parts of the shamrock with the gold, you know, the gold background behind it, I guess you could say. Have so, you let any of those pieces go or have you got everyone that you've seen? So not far? that I know of, I believe I've gotten everyone that I've seen. Okay. Uh, you know, I, somebody was asking me the other day, if, if I ever find stuff at shows for you, no, I don't. I've, I've tried very hard, but, uh, and you just posted your percentage. You have like 86% of all Crowder cards. Is that yeah, right? For, for his, uh, there's not many that I hoard. Like the stuff that I hoard is just a very few selected, um, game use stuff for the RPAs. But as far as his total checklist, not counting leaf, all, you know, upper deck and Panini, um, right under 87% of his entire checklist right now, which is just insane. Uh, especially yeah, it's considering healthy. it's, it's, you know, from 2012, uh, was he in 2019 hoops premium? Yes, he was 46 parallels. I think, I, I think I have 44 of them. Oh, so you've got, you've got at least four of the one-on-ones then. I don't, I don't honestly, I can't remember at this point. <laughs> It's, I just, just got an, I just got an out of eight. I mean, that that product, it like on as an individual card. I know you've talked about those. Like, if you look at just one card, they look nice. But when you mm -hmm. get so many, I mean, there's red waves and red. It's even worse in Prism as far as they just literally kept hitting print on that product. Just to you know, that was Zion Mania, but 
Um, yeah, I just got an out of eight in the other day. I have a couple one on ones. I don't know exactly what I have for all all for the one on ones there. And he's not in the new prism. Is that correct? He is not. I get to take, which is sad because some of your collectors, you know, your listeners will appreciate this. Every single year, the way I have the binder set up, every year starts with prism and goes from there. So this is the only reason I'm upset that he's not in prism because thankfully I got some nice bucks cards with photogenic last year. Is that there's going to be a change in how I organize my binders because it's not going to start with prism. Like prism is the opening, that's the opening page of each chapter. So. That's bugging me, but I'm going to be able to take a deep breath. So far, he's only in hoops. Um, and yes, Miss Wax Museum, hoops sucks. But in the, this year, they used a, a lame photo. Normally, they're good action photos. Uh, but he, he's not in Donruss. He's not in Prism. So a lot of the big, huge print run sets, he's uh, he's not going to be in. So I'm assuming some relic dumps and maybe just hoops this year. So it should be kind of a, a quiet collecting year for me, which would be good. Okay, well, in those of you that are listening, even if you think he has it, if you find something rare, reach out to him. I know I was at a show one time. I I try not to call you because, like, I know, like, well, first off, I just hate talking on the phone. But I I'm I found a card number to ten. I'm like, I am just gonna call him because I don't know how long I'm gonna be here. I think you were at the grocery. You already had it. But I'm <laughs> like, you know what? I did my due diligence. Did you there. due diligence? Yep, appreciated it. All right, well, let's move from talking about Prism to another product that has a lot of colorful parallels, which would be a product I'm into now, 2022 Flux. And last week, I asked people to help me answer someone's question. I think it was Chatri who asked the question about what to call Flux enthusiast. And the responses were Flux fiends, Flux fanboys, Flux lovers, which sounds a little explicit to me. Uh, I don't think you would classify yourself as any of the three. However, no. I go on your profile the other day and there's a Jason Tatum flux Titan purple scope parallel staring back at me. Yep. Steve, what's going on here? All right. So when you were first getting into this, let's, let's give a little context here. Uh, when you were first getting into flux, you were looking at the Halliburton encased rookies, those silvers, the Titans. Mm -hmm. and I was encouraging you that if you were going to get a King's car, that that's a great one to look at. They're relatively inexpensive. They got a cool shine to them, the black. So I've had a Tatum Titan from the initial Flux release for a long time now. I don't know when I grabbed. I grabbed it on Com C for 20 bucks a while ago, and I like it. It's a nice-looking card. I, I'm not going to take it out of the encased mag because that's something that I like. I like that aspect of it. But I have a section of Tatum cards in, my, in a binder, obviously, and I'm always looking to add rare cards. I was, you posted yours, you were kind of not happy with it. And I was like, oh, let me see what the Tatum looks like. There was an out of 17 from a seller overseas. I threw an offer I thought he was going to reject. Had no interest on accepting Icona, but I was like, hey, if I can get it for this, add a very short print. So it's out of 17. Tatum to the binder because I don't add much to it because the stuff's expensive. I was like, you know what? That'd be a kind of a cool card. And that way I can get a Titan in my binder without having to take the one out that I really like that's taking up too much space in a mag in my box. So it was some backwards collector justification, but I, I like the Titan set. I promise you. And I said to you, I like the Titan set. I like it to, enough to grab a Tatum for cheap. I don't like the Titans enough to grab like a Peyton Pritchard, right? So I'm not mm -hmm. looking to grab a bunch of them, but. If I'm going to get anything from Flux, a, a, a Tatum Titan insert is is a nice card to add to my PC. But that's where it stops, and I promise you that. That's kind of the approach of everyone when I bring up Flux. They'll say, oh, the Titans are nice. And, you know, it's funny that Titan, as you mentioned, was my gateway to Flux. 
but now I've got two Titans in hand and, and I don't think I'm getting rid of them, but I'm, I'm kind of just like, eh, whatever. And uh, I went more into the other parallels and some of them I've suggested to you. And I, I know you're not going to get into them. I'm not going to force flux on you or the listeners at home. And, and Lord knows I don't want any more competition on some of this stuff anyway, but um, you know what I like the most about this little flux chase is getting three or four standard envelope mailers a week or seeing the little blue dots light up on my eBay save searches. So maybe in 2024, uh, I'm collecting dopamine more than anything <laughs> else. Uh, but either way, it, it has been fun. Do you have any parting thoughts on flux before we move on from that? I'll say two things. One to that part, I, I've been checking my eBay purchase history recently, like just wondering if I'm having any mail days and I've been buying very, very, very few cards. I've been picking stuff up on Com C that you hold their card hobby. I'm missing the mail days. So I respect the dopamine rush Two, while they're not for me. I do look forward to seeing if you complete a rainbow, what all those colors look like in a binder page together and how they kind of flow together. I think there's something to be said for, how the the set does work together as far as players within a rainbow or within team sets. So I'm appreciating it from a distance, but I, I guarantee I'll never be opening any flux myself or have any of it on my save search. So I have a decision to make now that you mentioned that, and um, I won't go into specifics on the card because I'm sure I'll, I'll need that content for next week's episode. But I did purchase a uh, 101 from flux and that was not one that I included on my list of, you know, I have a list of nine cards that I want to fill out the page for a player. Uh, but now, now that I have the one one it's like, do I go get that ugly, cheap, red cracked ice? You know, do I, because I can finish the rainbow. Do I finish the rainbow? I don't think so, but the thought has crossed my mind. And then the other question I have, as I was flipping through my player pages today, would it look better to have like a page with all of the silvers, a page with all the different player mojos? Should I, should I group it by parallel or by player right now? I've got it by player. What do you think? If you go in not, if you go in nine, nine parallels, then do it by player. Right. Cause then every page you're going to have the, like you just going to, it's almost going to be like a flip book of the different images, but the mm -hmm. parallels can all go in the same slot. Yeah, I would. I personally just love something that fits right on the Z Folio page, whether it be a nine card chase or twelve card chase. It's just like the 2018-19 status rainbow is exactly twelve cards from base to the one hundred and one, and having all those Jalen Browns on one page, it's just such a clean feeling and such a clean look that I would do player by player. Um, otherwise, you're going to end up, you know, however many. If you did all the silvers, there might only be five players in the paces checklist, and you're going to then you're going to be carrying over the supernovas into two different pages and it would get kind of clunky. So I'd go nine by nine um, throughout. Yeah, I like that. And and I actually, I I had a similar predicament in my gold binder and I, I redid that. And uh, I think that video is coming out later this week, but uh, I think I agree with you there. And I did leave the backside of every flux player page blank. So if I do, you know, let's say if I see the cracked red ice in a quarter box at a show, yeah. I'm grabbing it. Uh, and that way it can go back there. Or if I if I find the lucky envelope number to eight for really cheap, then I'll grab it and I can still put it on the back of the page. All right. Well, Steve, I've enjoyed chatting with you here as always. And I appreciate I know you you let me give you a hard time about certain things, but uh, I really do always have a good time when we chat. You've been on this show many times before, so you know the drill. 
Before I let you go, I want to give you the chance to offer any final thoughts or promote anything you're working on right now, plug your socials, all that fun stuff. Yeah, I'm just going to I'm going to give a shout out for one card that's been haunting me for years that I, I need some help cracking down and it's it's hidden in a box somewhere. So 2016-17 Prism was one of the one of the first years they did a large rainbow. I have every Jay Crowder card. I have the full autograph rainbow and the full rainbow minus one card. So it's an orange wave out of 25. This card has eluded me. There was one point between what I owned and Com C that I could have owned five copies of the tail wave out of 25 and four copies of the mojo out of 25, but I've never seen this orange wave. So call out to anyone out there that wants to help a, a Jay Crowder collector out. If anybody comes across a 2016 17, Prism Orange Wave out of 25, I will be eternally grateful. Um, other than that, everybody, you've, you know, if you've listened to this for a while, you've heard my bad Boston accent long enough, feel free to reach out on Instagram at showley2003 or any of the forums, card uh, hobby talks, anything like that. The hobby boards. Sorry, Ryan. Listen, we made fun of his card and then I couldn't even remember his website. The hobby boards forum. Um, yeah, you know, you guys know how to reach me at this point. And Kyle, I always uh, enjoy coming on and it gave me a break from what was a really bad Celtics game when I tuned in. So hopefully I go back out in the living room when they're winning at this point. All right. Well, and thank you. I didn't even know they were playing tonight. I, I try not to schedule on Celtics nights. I knew they played the Pacers tomorrow night. So I just foolishly assumed they wouldn't have a back to back. But that's great news for me. Yeah. 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 Look at you just <laughs> now you're smiling even more than you when you were talking about the Wemby. Here we go. We'll see. Yeah. And I'm sure when this airs, it'll be like Celtics win by 40 and then I'll look like an idiot. But uh, if you want to tell me how much of an idiot I am, you can find me on social media on Instagram under at Wax Museum Podcast or X under the handle at Wax Museum PC. In the meantime, if you like the content I'm providing, please subscribe, rate and review on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcast. Hit up the website for my affiliate links, tag Taco Bell and let them know they can pay me in burritos. And until next time, this is the Wax Museum Podcast.